0: So as I said we're thinking about a new thing today and I'd like you to start off by talking around your tables. So what's a new thing that you've experienced either this year, this week, 20 years ago, doesn't matter. Just a new thing that you've experienced. What was it like? How did you feel? Just some examples there. New home, new school, new faith, new baby, new job, new challenge, anything. Just pick one. doesn't have to be deep and meaningful, but it can be if you want it to be. So thank you for that. Thank you for joining in. I guess it's more to do with how we feel and what was it like with change and new things.
1: I think remembering back to sort of new jobs and new babies, you can somehow feel a sort of emptiness as though you're not quite sure and the sort of not knowing what's going to be in front of you is like your whole life has has changed and yet only one bit of it has changed but it can be empty and uncertain Um, but sometimes people enjoy the challenge of it
0: We had a, a new baby granddaughter just before Christmas and she had to go to hospital for a week because she had a blockage but she's now out and I just wanted to say thank you to all the people who've been praying we really appreciate your support, thank you She's doing okay at the moment. That's great. Congratulations on new baby in the family.
1: The main thing that's happened to me in the last few years, I didn't go to church for about 47 to 48 years, and I thought I was only coming here for one day to see Sue and David Mole and I'm still here after 14 years.
0: <laughs> Excellent. We're glad you are, John. Brilliant.
1: I went two years without a cat. I lost my cat, had, put, had him put down. Uh, this was the height of COVID and it upset me terribly. But now I've got a little black and white cat and she is beautiful. And her name is Katie. Ah, goodness. She's ve- yeah, she's lovely. She's ah. very sweet.
0: Lovely. Thank you.
2: I did something new this summer and my husband bought me an experience at West Midlands Safari Park for my birthday. And so I spent a day looking after Indian rhinos and they were amazing and they're huge. And I helped with training them and mucking them out and feeding them. And you could feed them carrots and I filled the hay thing with hay and got bits of hay all over my hair. It was just amazing. It was a fabulous day. And they've got this lip their top lip comes over and i think prehensile is the word but they can actually use it to sort of like take a carrot or wrap their lip around your finger or something so for me it was a completely new experience i'd never met something so big and living as an indian rhino and it was just a great privilege to be there and i loved it so it was a lovely day so there we are that was my new thing for 2022
0: I don't, i'm not sure anyone can beat that for this year but you never know We came here for the first time, my husband and I, in March and it was a bit daunting. We've never been to such a a church with so many people before but we knew, thankfully, Susan and Alan Haynes and family because they went to our old church for for quite a long time and Susan made me feel very welcome when I first arrived here. She said, you'll like it here, it's like Emmanuel used to be but with a lot more people and that's exactly how we found it. Thank you. Thank you. Your payment's in the post. Thank you very much. (laughs) that's great thank you very much and for the discussions around your tables as well new things or change it brings out a whole realm of feeling doesn't it and thought about it it can be really exciting and something you're really looking forward to or it can be very very daunting even though you didn't expect it to be and change can really take us out of our comfort zone can't it Thank you for that and that little reflection there. We're going to hear our reading now from Pat, where God tells his people about a new thing.
1: So, our reading this morning is from Isaiah chapter 43, beginning at verse 14. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake, I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians in the ships in which they took pride. I am the Lord, your holy one, Israel's creator, your king. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. This is
0: the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the passage there starts with God declaring and reminding his people again who he is. Your Redeemer, the Holy One, the Lord, Creator, King. It's always a good place to start, isn't it? Remembering who God is and then everything else falls into place. God says to them that he'll redeem them or save them. He reminds them that he's done it before, parting the sea and enabling escape from their enemies. Yet, he would do even more than this, a new thing. It is important to remember what God has done in the past and his great faithfulness throughout. But God then says, do not dwell on the past. Don't live there. God's people were to embrace the new thing that God has for them. He's making a way where there wasn't one before. Redeeming, restoring, renewing. With the hindsight that we now have, we know that Jesus was the new way of God redeeming or saving. Not just Jesus the baby that we've been celebrating over Christmas, although God coming to earth as a baby is huge in itself, but his life, his ministry, the way he showed us God. His death, which brought us forgiveness and brought us back to God. And his resurrection, which conquered death forever. When we turn to Jesus, we're made new. Anyone who is joined to Christ is a new being. The old is gone, the new has come. That's 2 Corinthians five seventeen. And as amazing as that is, a miracle with each experience, I think, it's not the end of the story. He keeps renewing us, changing us, making us new. Once we're Christians, it can be tempting to live off old resources and old experiences of God, but he's constantly calling us forward into new adventures with him. One of the commentaries I read said this, God always does new things, or he makes all things new. He never changes, But as he reveals deeper and deeper layers of the truth, his people experience aspects of God and his salvation in brand new ways and depths. And it's not just an individual experience. God is renewing the whole world. In Revelation 21, John writes, and I'm going to read a big chunk, but I think that's fine. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Making things new as a whole process from beginning to end. So that's the big picture, but what about us as we go into 2023? and all that this year has in store. We don't even know, do we, what what is in store this year. But as individuals and as a church community, will we remember the past things that God has done, but not dwell in that past? Perhaps there needs to be a letting go of how we've always done it, or even of clinging on to those things in order to make room for the something new that God wants to do. Sometimes we keep doing things the way we always have because they've always been done that way without thinking about it. I couldn't remember whether I'd told you this story or not, so I apologise if I have. But um, I used to share an office with somebody who said that when he first got married and they had their first Christmas, they were preparing their Christmas meal together and they prepared the turkey and then right at the last minute she cut both legs off, put it on top of the turkey and put it in the oven. And he said, why, why are you doing that? Why are you cutting the legs off? She said, because that's how you cook a turkey. I said, okay. I don't understand why you're doing that. And he said, well, that's how my mum did it. I said, okay. So Christmas day comes, mum and grandma are there. And as a kind of point of interest, he said, um, can you tell me why, why do you cut your, your legs off the, t- the turkey and put it on top of the turkey to cook it? And the mum said, well, that's how you cook a turkey, we've always done it like that, um, it's the best way to cook it. So he was still a bit confused. And then he turned to her mum and said, if you do it like that, why, why do you cut the legs off the turkey and stick it on top? And he said, because back in those days, our ovens were tiny, it wouldn't fit in. <laughs> So for three, if not more, generations, that tradition had been passed on. Nobody knew why, they'd just done it because it's always been that way. And sometimes we need to evaluate, don't we? What are we doing and why are we doing it? Will we remember those things that God has done but not dwell in the past and stay there? Will we embrace new things that God has for us as we walk with him? In verse 19, it says, see, I am doing a new thing. Will we be watchful and aware of God's working where we are? Tune into him and be in step with him. God's doing it. It's not down to our work and effort and skills, but he invites us to join with him. This could be a new season for us, a new direction, something we've not seen before, a new way of being. So will we embrace new things that God has for us as we walk with him? Are there new challenges and new situations that we will face where we need to remember Emmanuel, God with us? We may not even know yet what these challenges will be, but we can resolve to stand firm through them, come what may. Are there existing challenges where we want to see a breakthrough, to see God make a way? Verse 19 says he will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So will we be faithful in praying for these things and in trusting in God and his timings? And will we proclaim God's praise no matter what? I have to say that was a bit of a strain yesterday when I couldn't access any of my IT. It wouldn't come up and Martin needed it. But Ruth saved the day because she's a young gun, she gets all these pressy button things. But will we proclaim God's praise no matter what in those moments and a big time. We started looking at this passage remembering who God is, the Redeemer, the Holy One, Lord, Creator, King. He's always worthy of our praise and it's our response to who he is and his amazing work in our lives. So those are some new things for us to think about as we go on into the new year. Let's just pray for a moment. Lord, we thank you that you are our Lord and our Saviour. We thank you that you are always worthy of our praise, that you are faithful and we can trust you. Thank you that in Jesus you made a way to save us. In this coming year, please help us to walk closely with you through the ups and downs of life, knowing that you are Emmanuel, God with us. Please help us to live in ways that help others to see you and that bring you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.